This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha, welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like some more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, when you were a kid getting ready for the first day of school, you probably had some exciting ideas about the year ahead. Maybe it was trying out for the football or volleyball team, or maybe it was landing a role in the fall play, or maybe it was just sitting at the lunch table with your friends, sharing some laughs. Whatever exciting thoughts you had, you likely didn't spend much time thinking about homework and class projects and big tests. It's much the same with retirement. As your retirement draws closer, your mind likely fills with visions of leisurely rounds of golf, long dinners with friends, trips with your grandkids. But as with school, retirement means a little bit of homework. So our piece of retirement homework is understanding your long-term care options. Many retirees may eventually need help with basic things like bathing, getting dressed, eating, and a lot more but those services come with a price tag. Now, luckily for some folks, long-term care insurance may be a way to get the services you need without jeopardizing your nest egg. So on our show today, we're gonna highlight some of the things that you should know about long-term care insurance. But before the bell rings to start today's session, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who I'm told had two favorite classes when he was a kid. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, lunch and uh, band <laughs> class, probably. <laughs> right? Pizza uh, and music. Pizza and music. Yeah, those. Remember in school, did your, did your school serve, like, especially elementary and junior high or middle school, uh, we had the rectangular pieces of pizza? Yep. They were rectangular. They weren't square. They weren't triangles, but they were rectangles, and they were delicious, by the way. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Well, it sounds like you've got a great one lined up for us today, Greg. I, I want to say thank you for having me on the show once again, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, what were your favorite classes in uh, school? Oh, man. Probably, uh, I kind of like science. Science! And, and of course, P.E., <laughs> yeah, Fiat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gym class, right? <laughs> yeah, yep. Right, shooting some hoops and uh, running around. Some people dreaded gym class. I, I was never that big on it, but you know what? I mean, it was okay. Um, I, I like to get out of the classroom and get the blood flowing. You yeah, know? yeah. That that part of it was fun. Although I preferred band. I, I love band. Uh, we uh, we had a great band, but I screwed off a lot in band. I I, I goofed around a little bit. <laughs> I sat in the trumpet section uh, right behind me were the baritones and tubas and those guys were jokers I want to tell you the tuba players th those are always the characters right I'm sure some that's, of our listeners out, funny. some of our listeners out there either were tuba players in band or know that some tuba players from a band in high school so uh, or school in general but but yeah good show um, as for the topic I'm eager to hear what you have to say because I know that you've been an advocate of 
planning ahead for long-term care, right? Yeah, definitely. And this is something that, you know, clients and prospects ask a lot about because they usually don't start thinking about it until you get, you get older, you know, then it's kind of on the, on the table there. So it's something we haven't really talked a lot about on the show. So I thought it was a good topic just to kind of address our, our thoughts. And I have a uh, AARP article I'm going to reference titled Understanding Long-Term Care Insurance. And it does offer some information I thought would be useful. So first, here's a stat that may surprise you. The article references a Urban Institute and U.S. Department of Health and Human Services study that found 70% of Americans who reach the age 65 will eventually need some kind of long-term care during their retirement years. 70%, that's a, that's a pretty good chunk. And a study also determined that while some folks will benefit from unpaid care, from family members and other things, almost half of retirees will require paid assistance. And nearly 25% will require more than two years of paid care, and 15% will live two or more years in a nursing home. Yikes. So uh, that's a lot. And and I mean, you know, 70%, it's almost two out of every three people will need long-term care. And I know the odds are getting to the point where you or your spouse, one of you at least, will probably need long-term care, if not both. So what are we looking at in terms of costs? I mean, I know it's expensive. My my mother has Parkinson's and is in long-term care now. And I know she's in a real rural area in the Midwest and it's over $6,000 a month. So, Yeah, yikes. And I know that in Hawaii, you have to publish your average cost of long-term care, and we're well over uh, $12,000 a month. So we're like yeah. twice that. Yep. I know in major cities and a lot of areas, especially if you want private care, not state-run care, it, it's uh, $10,000, 12000 That's a lot of money. It, it really is. And it, it, the costs actually, they do vary quite widely, and it comes down to how long you'll need the services, you know, what types of services you're going to need, and obviously where you live. Right. Uh, paying for those services, you know, can vary quite a bit. The article notes that traditional Medicare generally doesn't cover long-term care beyond some skilled care that you might require shortly after you've been hospitalized for a, an illness or an injury. Now, while some Medicare Advantage plans provide some supplemental coverage for things like meal deliveries and rides to medical appointments, it's it's typically pretty limited. Yeah, I mean, basically, Medicare does not cover long-term care. Uh, only if you, you've been hospitalized and it, it's needed after hospitalization for rehabilitative care, and then it's a maximum of 90 days. You've mentioned that before on past shows. So uh, mm-hmm. people often have that misconception. Oh, Medicare will cover at least some of it. No. Uh, but Medicaid, that plays a role in long-term care, right? For that, some people. that does. Yes. Now, where Medicare is age-based, Medicaid is is needs-based. And the article tells us that Medicaid, which many of you likely know, is it's a joint federal and state program, and it covers the low-income population. Now, it's the largest funding source for long-term care. Though Medicaid limits are different from state to state, you generally can't get Medicaid unless you've used up most of your savings. And they usually put a lien Um, on your house if you own your house for Medicaid recovery. So the factor is often enough to nudge some people to consider some ways to address potential future long-term care costs in a way that can safeguard your retirement nest egg while also providing the services that you may need. So that's where long-term insurance may play a role, but it's certainly not the only option. Right. I know there are a lot of ways now to get help with long-term care coverage, 
a lot of different vehicles. Uh, you can attach riders to different types of policies and uh, even fixed index annuities can have a long-term care rider where it'll kick in extra money if you do need long-term care. So you've talked about some of these options on past shows, and that's why I want to take a moment to tout the benefits for our listeners out there of working with a trusted financial services professional, uh, Greg, someone like yourself, because when it comes to your retirement, long-term care is, it's not only important and complicated, uh, but there's no reason to try to figure it out all on your own. Right. You know, and, and insurance is certainly an option um, for it, it's it's the right fit for some folks. Now, what I usually try to do is not let the insurance companies make all the money and to self-insure. And that means simply uh, if we can figure out your income plan, usually that's your pre-tax money and, uh, that you're going to pay yourself with for the rest of your life. We can earmark either different accounts or even sleeve different portfolios in the same account and earmark them for things like rainy day funds, long-term care and things things like that. Um, you mentioned too, there's some other policies out there with riders and um, traditional long-term care does have a fit too. And the article actually breaks down many of long-term care insurance's most important elements. So first, traditional long-term care insurance works in a similar fashion to you know, regular insurance like your home and your auto. You pay your premiums as long as the policy is in, in force and then you make claims if, you've, if you want to go for the covered services. So you can select a small amount of coverage, a large amount of coverage to help pay for expenses in or out of the home. And in most cases, policies specify how much you can receive either daily or monthly up to a lifetime max for a defined number of years. So varying amounts may be allowed for care that happens in your home, a nursing home, or other facility. So there's a lot of moving parts um, to a long-term care policy. And the article also explains that you pay extra for benefits that increase over time to protect you from inflation. Okay. Makes sense. So does the article say anything about waiting periods or do you have anything to add on that? It does. Yeah. The the elimination period is kind of the, the bad one. Um, you choose, you pick your policy and you have a variety of, of waiting periods and it's in the insurance business is called elimination period. And once the most common one is 90 days and you can begin receiving some after 30 and you can also delay it as much as 180 but essentially how it works is as soon as a medical professional diagnoses you being unable to perform two of the six basic life functions, and that's eating, toileting, bathing, taking medication, those sorts of things, then the elimination period begins at that point. And then you have to exist for 90 days in that state before your policy starts kicking in benefits. Right. And so obviously people need to understand these things, but uh, you don't have to know it all on your own because, uh, Greg, you can help people out with this. And so if somebody wants to get a hold of you or has questions, how can they do that? Yeah, a good chance to, to remind the listeners, if you have any questions about what you hear during the show today, feel free to give us a call, 808-791-2924. You can also check out our website at vrogroup.org. We've got some videos and some links on there for some long-term care options. All right. Well, Today, we're highlighting some of the things you need to know about long-term care insurance and long-term care coverage. Greg, you've been giving us a lot of info, and uh, many retirees are going to need long-term care services during retirement. So I think it's important that you understand your options and when it comes to paying for those. What do you have for us next? 
Well, let's keep plowing ahead with that AAP article. I mean, it's got some more insights I'm, I'm eager to share. Uh, first, policies may limit what conditions they cover. Uh, for example, it's common to be denied care for alcoholism, uh, drug addiction, or even war injuries. Uh, furthermore, while a pre-existing condition like heart disease or a previous bout of cancer may not prevent you from acquiring a policy, it may not cover care linked to that condition for a certain block of time after it goes into effect. Yeah, that's good to know. But then the question becomes, when exactly is a person eligible for benefits? Well, typically you're eligible for benefits when you can no longer handle um, those activities of daily living that I mentioned. So again, that's bathing, dressing, eating, toileting, um, getting in and out of beds and chairs, uh, managing incontinence and developing uh, cognitive impairment. So two out of those six things have to exist. And then at that point, your premiums are generally waived and you start the elimination period and then you can start uh, receiving the the benefits after that period expires. Um, At some point, you know, you, you stop paying premiums before you need the covered services and you'll often, if you do that, you lose the coverage. The policy will lapse. And so you never get any uh, money back out of that policy. So simply put, as the article notes, long-term care insurance is generally a, a use it or lose it type of situation. Yeah. And I've read a lot of long-term care policies are really something of a hybrid. Explain what that means. So, uh, how are these policies a hybrid? Sure. Yeah. Good, good point, Tony. Most long-term care policies available today combined coverage for your potential future long-term care needs with an additional benefit, often life insurance, and less commonly, as you mentioned, like a, like an annuity. Um, these are known as, like you mentioned, hybrid policies. They're also commonly called linked benefits policies. Now, here's an example. Um, let's say you contribute lump sum or a fixed amount that's broken into, say, 10 annual payments. In exchange, you receive long-term care coverage that includes features like those written into traditional policies to some degree. Of that life insurance, your heirs will receive money if you don't use it for long-term care. Now, this is called an accelerated death benefit rider, and it simply allows you to use the death benefit for yourself for qualified long-term care costs. The reason I kind of prefer this one with these hybrid policies, Tony, is in traditional long-term care, you pay all these premiums, you pass away quickly, the insurance company keeps all your money. If you have this built into a hybrid life policy, you pass away and you never use it. At least your family gets a large lump sum of tax-free money. Well, I like the sound of tax-free money. Yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Right. So with a hybrid, your heirs then can receive money if you don't use the long-term care benefits. What happens if you use some of the benefits? Good question. Um, In that scenario, the life insurance payout would be lowered or eliminated, simply deducted what you used from the death benefit. So the policy may allow you to take back your full payment in the first few years if you determine you no longer need the coverage. Uh, Premiums generally aren't going... Uh, they're not ongoing, which means that they they can't rise. They can't increase. They're guaranteed at a certain level. Uh, For some retirees, the appeal of these hybrid policies is that they address the worry that some folks have about dumping all their money into something that they might not ever use. Um, But as you can probably guess, the hybrids guarantee is going to cost you because they're often a little pricier than traditional policies. But if you factor in what comes out 
and what goes in. Mathematically, they're they're usually better. And there are some policies, Tony, where you can put two insureds on one policy and it's it's called a survivor policy or a second to die. And that oh. really does cut the cost on, on those um, premiums. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Uh, and, you know, what I'm taking from this conversation so far, Greg, is that when it comes to long-term care insurance, there are a lot of choices out there. So what are some things our listeners should consider before they make any final decisions? Well, the first thing to consider as you weigh your long-term care insurance is you got to look at your overall financial situation. You know, the article makes plain that some folks will simply look at their assets, spending habits, and ultimately determine that they'll be able to manage their potential future long-term care costs without insurance. And that's our self-insuring first example. Or other people might be leaning towards maybe selling their vacation home or maybe even downsizing their their home into a smaller one um, and pocketing that money for a rainy day fund or even maybe a reverse mortgage to cover long-term care. A lot of people um, that appeals to more so than paying premiums to an insurance company. And then even others may establish a longevity fund uh, to address not just long-term care, but maybe the increasing costs that come with living a long life. Uh, The biggest possible advantage to self-funding your long-term care is the flexibility and fitting it into your budget. And you know, let's be honest, if you start thinking about long-term care at retirement, let's say you're retiring, you know, in your 60s, 60, 65, you're probably not going to need long-term care for 20 years. You know, you usually, if you're going to make it into your 80s and, and, and beyond, that's usually when those things start to kick in. So that gives you a lot of time to actually save money yourself. And like I said earlier, if let's say in your income plan, you have a 401k with half a million dollars in it, you only need to use maybe two or 300 of it um, for income, you can sleeve the other 200 and get a really big head start and um, even add to it in, a, in another non-qualified account and have funds dedicated to that later in life. Yeah, that's, that's great. It's good to have strategies like that. And you laid that one out really well. I can see where that could be very beneficial for some people out there. And I'm glad that people have choices when it comes to paying for long-term care. But Speaking for myself, I wouldn't want to navigate through all of these strategies and choices without the help of somebody like yourself. Yeah, I mean, with all these choices and everyone's financial situation is different, you really got to look at all the options. Um, You know, one other example would be if you need to use all your retirement savings for for your income, um, then you might need to have your a traditional policy and we've got to find ways that we can afford it whether a hybrid or or a traditional one um, another good thing to consider when you're building that strategy um, for those long-term care needs is look at your financial goals you know the article actually urges you to ask yourself questions like how important it is to leave money to those you care about after you're passing that's your legacy plan what do you want to leave behind if you determine that doing so is is very important to you insurance might actually help protect these assets because if you have all your money say in a qualified plan a pre-tax plan when they inherits uh, when your your heirs inherit that they inherit the tax liability as well and they have to liquidate that account in a minimum of 10 years that's a new law from the cares act so having a little extra life insurance in there because remember proceeds from life insurance are tax-free it really helps ease that tax bite if there's a large ira that you're going to be passing on Yeah. Yeah, I I can imagine. So uh, again, a lot of strategies, a lot of things to keep in mind. And you make some interesting points. I'm guessing a lot of our listeners 
are looking to possibly leave assets to those they care about, right? Yes, exactly. Um, and the next thing you should consider before making any financial decisions is all of those various options that we just covered. You know, it's something that we have been talking about since the beginning of today's show, but make sure you're asking your financial services professional about their opinions. Um, a lot of times there's new insights, things are changing all the time. I mean, 10 years ago, some of these hybrid plans didn't even exist. So things change and evolve um, and financial service professionals stay up to date on these things. You know, we're always in contact with marketers from insurance companies. You know, we go to conventions several times a year. We rub elbows with each other. So we're always kind of kept in the loop. And uh, many financial service professionals will be able to show you how all of these options will fit into your personal strategy. Yeah, and this has been a very informative conversation so far uh, about long-term care. What else do you have for us on this one? Well, let's uh, stick with the AAP article. Um, again, this one is titled Understanding Long-Term Care Insurance. And if you guys want to read it, you can go to their website and download it. And it's got a little bit more info um, that I'd like to get to before we close out today's show. Um, the first of which is properly considering your health you know, and your age. As you get older, it's going to be more expensive. So it's it's no surprise you know, that your premiums are going to go up the longer you wait and the more you're likely to pay. And health problems may also make your policy more expensive. Uh, in some cases, sometimes impossible to get one. You know, if you've got some health issues, you might be uninsurable. So the article also notes that if you're suffering from memory loss or you're having trouble managing your self-daily care already, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to qualify for policy at that point. Oh, Okay. So should somebody purchasing a long-term care policy expect to have to get a physical exam? I know a lot of people ask that about life insurance and, and long-term care insurance. Yeah, some companies do require physical exams or at least a review of your medical records. Um, other companies may only require an interview over the phone. Usually, you know, those those less um, not fully underwritten policies are a little more expensive. Um, and the article does explain that traditional uh, traditional policies typically have stricter health requirements than those hybrid policies do. And that second to die, you know, the survivor policy I mentioned, you can actually have an uninsurable person as the secondary insured on some of these policies. So it's, it's important to know if your spouse can't get long-term care insurance, there might be a way to get them some type of, of coverage. And for years, many experts have urged people to begin looking for these options in their early 60s. And now we're hearing that they're recommending that you bring in this process uh, in your 50s and some are even saying your late 40s. Wow. Well, and once again, if you're going to do this, make it part of an overall financial and retirement plan. Uh, you need to plan for long-term care. Work with a financial services professional like yourself, Greg. So what do you have for us next? Well, the next one will be choosing a way to pay for the policy. And so the article tells us that you may be able to pay your premiums um, tax-free with money that you have, say, in an HSA, a health savings account, uh, which the article adds is only available to those with certain health plans, usually through an employer. Um, you may also want to chat with your financial service professional about the potential tax advantages of trading a life insurance policy or annuity you already have for a long-term care policy. Now, this can be kind of complicated, and I've helped some people do this before, and it's usually if you've got, say, a lot of assets in those pre-tax accounts, like a large amount in a 401k, you know, a TSP, a traditional IRA, and like 90% or higher of your assets are in those pre-tax plans, 
you don't need all that money for yourself. You want to kind of create a legacy for that. Well, you know, we know at 72, you have to start taking money out of these types of accounts or your required right. minimum distribution. So what a lot of people do is either take the minimum out or maybe slightly more than the minimum and redirect that into an annual premium into a policy like one of those hybrids. And essentially what you do is you take a shrinking asset because we know if you're withdrawing money every single year and the older you get, they make you take more and more and more out. That account you know, shrinks over time and it's 100% taxable, you're trading that for a stable tax-free one. And so that's really good for legacy planning. And at the same time, if we can throw on a long-term care benefit on there for you, um, you know, it's two birds with one stone. Yeah. Well, and that's a, an additional benefit of working with you, Greg, is it, you can present options that people might not even know they had. Yeah, exactly. And um, like people hear about that and they go, oh, man, I never really thought about that. So there's yeah. so there's all sorts of great um, options, you know, for for making legacy planning and, and long term care as part of your overall financial plan. And in fact, the article's uh, next piece of advice is being sure to explore every option. It explains that group policies provided by employers may be more affordable than individual ones, especially if health issues and you're already insured through your employer. Uh, but one potentially bit of good news for some of you listening today may be that individual policies as a couple rather than a single person may reduce your your premiums. So that's the shared care, the survivor policy, the second to die, essentially what it is. And you can utilize benefits for each other. Uh, and all these policies are different. So if you have two people on one policy, sometimes the first person to get sick is the one who can use the long-term care. Others, it's the last one. And uh, those are the ones that I like too, because usually if you have a couple and one person gets sick and the other person's healthy, well, they can take care of you. You know, as we mentioned in the first segment, if you have a family that can take care of you, you don't really need to pay for long-term care. But if that first person passes, now they're living alone now they need professional care, they need to pay for it. So some of those policies, the way they're structured is very important. Yeah. And you've given us a terrific amount of long-term care information today. Good stuff. But I'm guessing you have a little more? I do indeed. Yes. Uh, there's one little article that I found that I just wanted to reference real fast. It's called Seven Things to Know About Long-Term Care Insurance. And it's by US Bank. And it's got a few details that I think is worth chatting about. Uh, the first is which a a good rundown of what long-term care insurance uh, may cost you. And the cost depends on factors, again, age, the amount of coverage, uh, how long your elimination period is, all that stuff. And the article uses data from the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance. And it found that a couple who are both 55 who choose an initial policy benefit of 165,000 can expect to pay a combined annual premium of about 2,000 a year. Um, that, that's not too bad. I think most people can afford that even in retirement. But if the couple was 65, that premium jumps to 37.50 a year, so it almost doubles. Yeah, yeah, and talk about the benefits of planning early then, right? Yeah, for sure. And the article actually notes no matter how diligent you are about saving money for retirement, you may want to be prepared that saving alone isn't going to be enough for long-term care. So if you, again, if you have to use all that money for your own income, you're not going to have enough to save for long-term care. So that's why it's important to explore, you know, all these options. And when we do a review of a long-term care policy, we have noted that the average benefit is usually about $100 a day, about 3,000 a month. And if your average cost is say 12,000 a month, 
that 3000 is really a drop in the bucket. So you got to make sure that you don't just buy a policy and think you're good to go. You know, you've got to consider what the costs are, what you can afford, and maybe doing a combo of things. Maybe if you already have a traditional long-term care, let's look at it and say, you know what, that's not going to be enough. Maybe adding a hybrid to that, or maybe adding a self-insuring account to that. So you have three sources for long-term care. And if you don't use it, it's part of your legacy. It goes to your family. There you go. Well, you know what? This has been a really informative show today, Greg. Do you have anything else for our listeners before we go? Well, if you have any questions or concerns about what we talked to during the show today, give us a call, 808-791-2924. Go to our website, therogroup.org, and check us out. But again, just to kind of summarize many different strategies for long-term care, it's not a one-size-fits-all type of thing. It's really going to depend on your financial situation, uh, your your health, your age, uh, and Basically, it needs to be part of your overall retirement plan. So if you want some information, give us a call. We're happy to help. All right. Thanks, Greg. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.